0: Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Second Samuel, chapter six. David again brought together all the able young men of Israel, thirty thousand of them. He and all of his men went to Bela in Judah to bring up from there the Ark of God, which is called by the name the name of the Lord Almighty, who is enthroned between the cherubim on the ark. They set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it from the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. Uzzah and Ahio, sons of Abinadab, were guiding the new cart with the ark of God on it, and Ahio was walking in the front of it. David and all Israel were celebrating with all of their might before the Lord, with castanets, harps, lyres, timbrels, sistrums, and cymbals. When they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzzah reached out and took hold of the Ark of God because the oxen had stumbled. The Lord's anger burned against Uzzah because of his irreverent act. Therefore, God struck him down, and he died there beside the Ark of God. Then David was angry because the Lord's wrath had broken out against Uzzah, and to this day that place is called Perez-Uzzah. David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, How can the ark of the Lord ever come to me? He was not willing to take the ark of the Lord to be with him in the city of David. Instead, he took it to the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite for three months, and the Lord blessed him and his entire household. Now King David was told, The Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and everything he has because of the ark of God. So David went up to bring the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. When those who were carrying the ark of the Lord had taken six steps, he sacrificed a bull and a fatted calf. Wearing a linen ephod, David was dancing before the Lord with all of his might, while he and all Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of trumpets. As the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Michael, daughter of Saul, watched from a window. And when she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she despised him in her heart. They brought the Ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent that David had pitched for it. And David sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings before the Lord. After he had finished sacrificing the burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord Almighty. Then he gave a loaf of bread, a cake of dates, and a cake of raisins to each person in the whole crowd of Israelites, both men and women, and all the people went to their homes. When David returned home to bless his household, Michael, daughter of Saul, came out to meet him and said, How the king of Israel has distinguished himself today, going around half naked in full view of the slave girls of his servants, as any vulgar fellow would do. David said to Michael, It was before the Lord who chose me rather than your father or anyone from his house when he appointed me ruler over the Lord's people Israel. I will celebrate before the Lord. I will become even more undignified than this, and I will be humiliated in my own eyes. But by these slave girls you spoke of, I will be held in honor. And Michael, daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. Now, the Ark of the Covenant had been residing in basically the same area since the Israelites had entered the Promised Land. Apparently, Saul had never sought to have the Ark near him or had it brought to him. But David decides that he wants the Ark of the Covenant to be near him. He associates, of course, the the presence of the Lord with the Ark, and the Lord himself is associated with the Ark. So David sets out with 30,000 men in a great procession to go and get the Ark of the Lord. And so they put the Ark on a new cart. Uh, It's been staying in the house of a man named Abinadab for some time. And uh, they start out. And so David and all Israel were celebrating with all their might before the Lord with all these musical instruments. And it looks like a great thing. But suddenly uh, the oxen stumbled And the cart was jolted and the ark started to tip. And a man named Uzzah, who was part of the family of Abinadab that had been watching over the ark, reached his hand out to touch the ark. Now, the Bible says that this was an irreverent act. So somehow this Uzzah and those around him knew that uh, the ark of the covenant was not to be handled in this manner. And so the Lord's anger burned against Uzzah. And God struck him down. He died right there. So they're having this great party with 30,000 men with all kinds of instruments, musical instruments, you know, a seemingly insignificant event. The the oxen stumble, the ark starts to move, and this Uzzah reaches out his hand to, to steady the ark, which may seem like you and to you and me like it's a, a good thing to do. But the Lord took it as an insult, and the Lord's anger burned against this Uzzah and he struck him down for handling the ark improperly. He wasn't entitled to handle the ark in this way or in any way, apparently. So they put the ark in um, uh, the house of a man named Obed-Edom, and uh, it stays there three months, and the Lord blesses him and his entire household. Just a little quick aside. This man, Obed-Edom, will appear over and over again through the book of um, Chronicles and and, um, Kings, Related to the Ark of the Covenant, he and his family, apparently once they got in the presence of the Lord and stayed um, uh, near the Ark for three months, had it in their house, they decided they wanted to stay around the Ark for the rest of their lives because um, Obed-Edom will pop up from time to time as we're we're going through our scripture readings, and I'll point him out, he and his family members. But David saw that the Ark was bringing blessing to the house of Obed-Edom, so David says, hey, I'll, I'll try it again. So um, uh, he goes. And um, brings up this processional and comes again with rejoicing, taking the ark to the city of of uh, David. And, and this time the Lord allows it. And David is dancing lavishly before the Lord with all of his might and bringing up the ark with shouts and sounds of trumpets. And to me it sounds like a glorious processional um, as is due the, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of Israel. But Michael... David's wife had been recently taken from her second husband. You may recall that Michael stayed with Saul's family when David was hiding from Saul for many years, and apparently she was given in marriage by King Saul to another man, and um, David required Abner to return Michael to him. So apparently Michael had come back, but she was not happy to be back with David. So she held him in contempt over his lavish worship. The Bible says that she saw him coming with the worship and the dancing and all that, and and uh, she despised him in her heart. And so she says sarcastically how the king of Israel has distinguished himself today going around half naked in full view of the slave girls, Of his servants, as any vulgar fellow would, so it's quite insulting. I mean, here is here is David the king and her husband, worshiping the God of Israel lavishly, and she takes offense with it and says that um, you know any lower class vulgar person would do such a thing or wouldn't even do anything that bad. And David said, "I will celebrate before the Lord. I'll become even more indignified than this, but." Uh, These slave girls you spoke of, I'll be held in honor by them. And so it, it finishes this chapter, it says, Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. The implication is that David never had marital intimacy with her again after this, whether because she had been given to another man in marriage or because Michael had mocked David for his lavish worship, we don't know. But it's very sad because they had once been deeply in love. And, uh, Michael had hidden David from her father, Saul, and Saul knew that Michael loved David and something had happened down through the years to, um, uh, to estrange them from each other. You know, Saul intervened, as I already said, and Michael was given to another man. We don't know the, the full nature of all the family drama, but at the end of the day, these two who had been so close were apparently estranged for the rest of their lives. And so Lord, um, I pray for those that are listening that may be estranged from loved ones, whether voluntarily or involuntarily. Lord, you are a God of reconciliation. And so, Lord, we ask you for reconciliation where it's possible, for forgiveness where wrongs have been done, Lord, and uh, for mercy and grace and a path of redemption for each of us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.